Welcome to the Classroom Commute Podcast, a podcast for elementary teachers who want to feel inspired each week on your ride into school. I'm your host, Rachel, and my goal is to give you simple and actionable 21st century teaching strategies that you can take into your classroom to spark the love of learning in your students. You are already amazing, and together we're going places. Thanks for taking me along for the ride. Hey there, welcome to another episode of the Classroom Commute Podcast. I'm so glad you're joining me today, wherever that may be, whether it is on your ride into school or on your ride home or anywhere else you might be spending your time right now. Thank you so much for joining me. I'm glad that you are here. I am particularly excited about today's episode because I got to collaborate with some teachers and kind of pick their brains on some things that are working for them in their classroom right now as they are teaching during a pandemic. Some of you might know that I have a Classroom Nook ambassador team, and so I I reached out to those teachers to ask them what tips, ideas, and strategies are they using right now in their classroom to help make it all manageable and successful, even though it's pretty challenging right now. And they gave me some really, really great tips, and I'm so happy to share them with you today. This episode is a perfect follow-up episode to episode 36, where I talked about why right now in 2020 is the best time to be a teacher. And if you missed that episode, make sure you go back and check it out, because right now we're focusing so much on the terrible things that are going on right now and why it's so hard and challenging to be a teacher. But in that episode, I kind of flipped the script and I talked about why right now with all the technology that we have and all of the resources we have makes education and learning and teaching right now possible. And one of those reasons for why right now is a great time to be a teacher is because we have access to an amazing online community of teachers. And I would never have been able to reach out to people to be on my Classroom Nook ambassador team if we did not have the internet and the online community that we do have. So I'm really excited to, again, share with you these tips because I think when we lean on each other, we are more successful. So I'm going to share with you three different types of tips to kind of help categorize our thinking here today. And the first set of tips is going to help us with our management and organization for teaching during a pandemic. The second set of tips is all about classroom setup and how to be successful with that. And the last set of tips are all about making sure that we take care of our mental and physical health and just our overall happiness during this time. So let's first begin with those management and organization tips. And I'm going to share these tips with you in the words of the teachers that have shared them with me. So I will be talking from their perspective. All right, let's dive in. Our first tip comes from a teacher who says that it's important to create a schedule for your students. I use a Monday through Friday calendar with a list of things to complete under each day. This provides families with a week at a glance for students who want to work ahead or for even those who have fallen behind. And it keeps everyone on track, including me. I love that idea. I like having the set of activities that is going to be completed each day in a calendar format so that students can know what to expect. And then if they, again, missed a day or two, they can always look back and it keeps parents up to date as well. Another teacher says to plan extra. If special teachers are coming to you or you're having lunch in your classroom, then you're saving time and having extra time in the classroom since you don't spend it transitioning. Yes, I love this tip because that is true. So many schools have decided to host their lunches and their specials in the classroom so that teachers and students aren't passing each other as much in the hall and it minimizes that contact. So you do have that extra time that you would normally be spending transitioning 
And now you're in the classroom. So when your lesson ends and now you're waiting for your music teacher, your gym teacher, or the person that's going to come and give you a break to come to your classroom, now you're left twiddling your thumbs and we all know what happens when students have unstructured time. It can become a little chaotic to say the least. So have a few extra activities planned. These don't necessarily have to be related to what you were just teaching. You can just have a couple extra five-minute fillers on hand to help give you something extra to do during that time when you're waiting for someone to come to your classroom. And I have a blog post that I wrote a little while ago all about five things to do when you have an extra five minutes. So I will link to that in the show notes and you can check it out to get an idea or two. Here's another tip. One teacher says, I create Google Slides for all of my Zoom meetings to help keep me organized. I use the same template each week and just change out some of the topics. We usually start with a warm-up such as a would you rather, this or that, name your favorite, dot, dot, dot. And after the warm-up, I do something related to my novel read-alouds. We usually end by playing math games. Perfect. I love that tip for using a template so that you can reuse it every single week and you're not reinventing the wheel. And lucky for you, if you are a member of my members resource library over on the website, I actually have some digital anchor slide templates that you can use to help create these Google slides that you would use in your Zoom meetings. And there's a variety of different backgrounds that you can choose from and you basically just have to add your text or whatever content you want to have on the slide. So if you have not already grabbed those for free over in our members resource library, Make sure you hop over to the show notes. I'll link to it there where you can become a member for free. But I love the idea of having templates to keep you organized. And especially if you're using the same templates over and over, then that creates some consistency for your students and they know what to expect each time that you are going to be on your Zoom meeting. Another tip comes from a teacher who says, having two monitors to extend my screen has been a lifesaver. That is such a great tip. I myself use two monitors when I'm creating resources for teachers because it is so nice to have basically double the space so you can move tabs around, you can have your Zoom meeting with all your students' pictures up on one monitor and then have any things that you might need to refer to on another monitor and you can easily drag tabs from one monitor to the other. So if you have the ability to get a second monitor and hook it up, that is a great tip for kind of just making it easier to manage all the things that you need to be looking at while you are in your Zoom meeting. Along the same lines, this teacher says that she signs into Google on her phone as a student so that she can see without having to always ask, do you see the screen I'm sharing? And it's an easy way to take attendance, she says. So that's something I hadn't thought about doing is signing on your phone as a student so you get it from their perspective and then you can always see what they're seeing. Great tip. The last tip under our management and organization category is to use self-grading Google Forms. She says they are a huge time saver. And if you don't know what this is, I actually just posted a few weeks ago a video about how to do this. And you can find this video in the video tutorials section of my website over at classroomnook.com. Did not plan for this at all. It just happened to be that she had this tip and it goes perfectly because I have a video to tell you all about how to do it. But it is such a time saver and it will give you back some of your time so that you don't have to grade everything that students are submitting digitally. Okay, let's move into some tips for classroom setup. If you're teaching in person, your classroom likely looks a lot different than it has in previous years. Just from the standpoint of having to be six feet apart and you likely have less students in your classroom at a time and you may not be able to have some of those shared resources and supplies that you had in your classroom in years past. So a couple tips here came from some teachers 
about how to manage some of those new guidelines that you're following this year. One teacher says to use a plastic magazine box for individual student supplies, things like your personal whiteboard, a clipboard, and she suggests using a plastic magazine box as opposed to the cardboard ones because you can easily wipe them down and sanitize them as necessary. Another teacher says that she manages her classroom library by having students check out books on Monday and return them on Thursday, allowing for three days in between students and the books go into book quarantine. That's a nice, easy idea for students to understand. So she has a turn-in bin and those books are not touched for three days by either the teacher or the student to allow time for any germs or whatever to die off before they are touched by another student. That's a great idea. So create an easy system like that to manage your class classroom library. And finally, for a classroom setup tip, one teacher suggests to create individual manipulative kits. And this is great for math class. You can use a cheap pencil box and put in things like base 10 blocks and counters or pattern blocks, dice, etc. whatever that you might be using in math class or really any class that would use some sort of manipulative. Create those individual kits so that students have just their own supplies and they're not sharing them with each other. All right, the final set of tips are all about maintaining and even thriving in your mental and physical health and overall comfort and happiness. And I think these tips are equally as important as all the other ones because we have to take care of ourselves first before we can put our all into teaching. So let's take a look at what some teachers had to say. One teacher said to have extra water at all times in your classroom and some cough drops. You're talking a lot extra through a mask that you're not used to. It does take a lot of extra effort and you may not realize it. So have that extra water there so that you can sip it throughout the day. Another teacher says to use facial wipes. This I did not think about, but it is a genius idea. You get hot under those masks, especially if you're talking all day and you have that moisture from your voice collecting in the mask. So your face is gonna feel sticky and grimy. And if you have those facial masks that you can use to easily wipe down, you'll feel refreshed in between times that you're teaching with your students. Another teacher suggested using those mask brackets inside of your mask. And if you have not seen these before, I actually just saw them myself the other day, but they're a little plastic bracket that fits inside your mask and basically keeps the fabric of your mask or whatever your mask is made of away from your mouth. So every time you're talking, it doesn't suck it in with the air from your mouth and it keeps it away. And this teacher says it has been a game changer for her voice and energy level. She found that her mask muffled her voice quite a bit and she kept losing her voice at the end of the day, but once she started using this mask bracket, it really helped a lot. And I will link to an example of these mask brackets in the show notes that you can get off of Amazon and make it really easy for you to use these in your classroom. Aside from tips for how to wear your mask and drink water throughout the day, a couple teachers mentioned a few things about your mental health as well as your physical health and comfort. And one teacher says to put student mental health first. In fact, she says, I would suggest just having fun at your Zoom meetings. I don't teach hardcore lessons at my class meetings. I mostly use them to build community, keep students encouraged about schoolwork, and to provide a time to simply connect with peers or ask questions. They're very informal. If teachers have important lessons to teach, I think a video recording is better because it can be paused and played back. And that's a great tip because it is hard to have that energy for teaching teaching the content that you are teaching over a screen. So if you use your Zoom time for connecting with students and just letting them be with each other virtually, it's potentially a better use of your time and then send recordings of teaching to your students that they can view on their own. 
And the final tip that I was given by teachers was to take your breaks. You need it. Teachers are so used to foregoing their breaks to make copies or to run errands around the school during their breaks. But this year, you really need to take your breaks so that you can feel recharged and energized for when your students return from a class or a special or when you go back into the classroom after they have had their specials in their classroom. So take your breaks, enjoy your breaks, sit down, have some water, or maybe even go for a walk outside to get some fresh air. But you need to take your breaks so that you are ready to go for the rest of the day. All right, there you have it. Tips for teachers by teachers all about how to teach during a pandemic. I hope you grabbed a tip or two and we'll start using them in your classroom. Make sure you check out the show notes at classroomnook.com forward slash podcast forward slash 40. And I will have all of the information over there for you and any of the links that I mentioned ready to go for you in the show notes. I hope you have a great rest of your day and I will connect with you again next week. Bye for now.